right, so it's time for the final episode of uh, this. Uh, uh, what is this? Uh, what is it called? Modular episodic series uh, with serial elements. Uh, so I guess if you have a conclusion, uh, this is a serialized part because it's the last episode. Though I don't think it'd be a huge thing if you listen to this episode. Uh, trying to think. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, it's all to put you to sleep. Super dense. Uh, like uh, this is like a like a, a like unleavened cookie or something. And are cookies leavened? Who knows? I think like it is a leavener. Like you can use dough or you can use like baking soda and baking powder, right? Anyone. I don't know. This is one of our more. This is a very dreamy series. I, I, I don't know. I'm gonna do a re, like a what do we call that a retrospective or rehashing episode next week. So or next time. Uh, but yeah, this is a lovely story of a young woman who lives in a theme park. And to transition you from here into the episode, I'm gonna read the Wikipedia article about Walt Disney's Carousel of Progress. And I'll be quoting and paraphrasing. Uh, it's an attraction, the Magic Kingdom Park at Walt Disney World Resort, uh, created by Walt Disney and Wed Enterprises for the GE Pavilion for the 64 New York's World Fair. It was moved to, to Tomorrowland and Disneyland and remained there from 1967 until 73. It was replaced in Disneyland by America Sings, in 74, and then reopened in Walt Disney World's Resorts Magic Kingdom in 75. So in 11 years, it's a bit, you know, carousels, this is a weird thing uh, that I didn't mean to interject here, but carousels go on a lot of journeys. If you go, if you ever visit carousels, most of the time it's not their first stop. Uh, so isn't that, is, that's pretty paradoxical and ironic if, if I ever heard anything. They carousels going, you know, their job is to not go anywhere but in a circle. But uh, this one hit a lot of places in just 11 short years. And it's uh, steeped now in nostalgia from, oh, it, you know, it was always steeped in nostalgia and futurism. And it was a uh, premise was the exploration of the joys of living through the advent of electricity and technological advances for a typical, quotes uh, family in America. To keep up with the times, the attraction has been updated five times in 67, 75, 81, 85, and 93. I would presume it was updated at least one more time. Uh, it's had two theme songs, one by the Sherman Brothers. Oh, both by the Sherman Brothers. Excuse me, both Sherman Brothers. Uh, uh, various sources that are not quoted here say it was Walt Disney's favorite attraction and that it should never close. And uh, maybe that's why it's still running, uh, uh, because, I don't know, it has a great song, or at least whatever the current song is. And I know kids enjoy it. Let's see, it's, uh, I don't know, it's basically, I, I can't read through all this, uh, but it it has like a, Act 1 is in the 1900s, and it shows life for, for again, a, a nuclear family. And, the, and then the 20s is Act 2. This may have been updated. Then the 40s uh, and then the 21st century. Uh, and uh, then you go back to the beginning where there's just a little thing. And basically it's a carousel that you're sitting down for. 
And then it's just like you go into five different rooms. You're sitting on a rotating set of chairs. Uh, and there's this dude. Uh, I don't know what his name was. Um, Mr. Mr. Regular. Oh, his name's John. And he's kind of like your prototypical, uh, like, dude, he's a bit of a goofball. And he says, geez, I love technology so much. Uh, sitting here, I think 99% of the time he's in a rocking chair. Never in one of those uh, recliners that I know of. And he, like, espouses the wonders of electricity and the life, like, it brings uh, each time highlighting the new advances in whatever decade it's supposed to be. And I guess it's pretty, uh, like you say, well, is this real, you know, is this the idealized or like based on reality or whatever? Uh, but he talks a lot about his refrigerator, which I mean, especially if you live in an apartment like me, when you see, you're like, holy mackerel, uh, uh, like even the refrigerator in 1950, I said, man, I could use that. Uh, looks like it has. But yeah, it's just kind of like a history of uh, technology will be of electricity and how different families use it and their singing and a little storyline. It's nice. Uh, and uh, maybe you could picture uh, slowly circling or walking maybe through the aisles of refrigerator. Lisa uh, has refrigerators, uh, passing them by slowly. Drifting through the aisles, maybe a washer and dryer, maybe a wash, maybe the sound of a wa- dishwasher, which is a good sound, uh, I guess, because I, I mean, I don't have one, but when I'm at someone's house, it has a churning, chugging sound, a bit like a locomotive in a, uh, like, a, what do you call those things, waterfall or something. And yeah, you're drifting off, drifting deeper, deeper away. I remember when you first arrived uh, here at the carousel and you walked around uh, the one room you were in, which was set up now instead of being a living room for the characters. The characters had been removed, the tronics uh, from this room. Uh, this was the uh, 19- 70s uh, display, uh, the carousel of uh, American something or other. I don't remember now. It's been so long. But it was a living room and two bedrooms uh, on a stage. And then the area where all the chairs were and the chairs had slowly been moved away. So that room was open with more living space and I remember you walking around and examining a kitchen table with two chairs and two different bedrooms across from one another. And then the displeasure on your face at the reading nook with two sets of cushions and picture books and everything set up there. And then an entertainment room, uh, I mean, area off uh, to the side with two more chairs. And you're looking at the chairs and then going in the bedrooms and noticing the uh, place settings in the kitchen, all in pairs. And 
it seemed to really, really uh, make your brow furrow and furrow. I think it was called the American Family of the Future, uh, Carousel of the Family. I can't, I don't know. I can't. All the outside lettering had gone away. I wondered at first if you were disgusted, but then I clearly started to sense that it was jealousy and a bit of uh, a fuming, I think was the term. Uh, but looking back now and the time you spent uh, with me and the time you spent uh, eventually in the reading nook, reading and, and, and teaching reading, I didn't realize that our fateful meeting, uh, uh, when you had swept me up in your net, uh, and then lowering me and me trying to get you to follow me and trying to communicate when I could not speak, uh, when I could not form words or write, uh, and I could not uh, easily communicate with you other than by body language and facial expressions. Uh, but I did finally convince you to follow me. I think probably because you had a confidence. Uh, uh, you seemed more secure than me. Uh, more, uh, I don't know, even though you were internally and externally stronger and more powerful and when i was acting out why you needed to follow me with the coughing and the pointing and i didn't know how to do a begging sign but you still followed me at a distance and you still insisted on stopping and getting that photo album and a few other your things, and you know, I, I would I presume was a walking stick, but I knew it was a, a not trusting me stick as well. And to think that the impact our uh, connection uh, that started that evening and day, uh, and then the next day. Uh, to think that the time we spent, I, I guess in my re- recollection, is probably not the same as yours of how it all started, but that uh, it would impact me, and I guess maybe the attractions, but I think it was you more than the attractions. Everyone says, oh, you lived in that park for a time before that changed, uh, that's why you travel as a bar, teller of bard's tales. And I'd sigh and, and think of you because I knew that you're, the stories you told me and the, the fact you taught me to read and gave me books, that, that was what really uh, led me on this journey uh, that let me become a spreader of tales. And of course they say, well, you're telling, isn't that one of the tales from one of those? And I'd say, well, no, I, I, you know, I couldn't mention you, but there you were back, uh, when you were first scanning, uh, the carousel. They can remember that you didn't know what a record player was. I think you had probably seen it in an attraction and I showed you how it worked. Uh, that only made you more irritated when you saw the board games we had set up on the table, uh, you instinctively knew that uh, that was quality time someone was spending there. 
Uh, I just, I don't think you realized at the time who and whom was playing the games, you know, because none of those place settings were mine, except for a very short time. But still, you crossed your arms and tapped your foot. And now I laugh at those things. I say, are those inside of us, uh, those part of who, who we are as creatures, uh, furled brows and crossed arms and sighs and tapping feet. But, you know, I was new, but I knew what I had to do, what had to be done, so I tried to get you to look at the maps uh, and to help me understand, because, uh, again, I, just, I found this all very confusing. Those pathways hadn't been laid in my mind yet. And then the instructions on uh, what we needed to get... Uh, uh, description as uh, you would call it nowadays, uh, but there I was pointing you at the map, and you would look again and you'd look around the room and you'd look at me cross. And I'd say, No, no, I, I, I'm trying to just uh, get you to overcome my misunderstanding for me to actually help me. I needed a, it was a faithful meeting, I thought, because I had been debating reaching out to you anyway. But you uh, pointed at the map and you pointed at the description. And then we heard uh, off uh, the coughing. And you pointed in that direction. And I said, no, 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 look here, look here. Don't worry about that. We need to go. We need to figure out and find these things listed on here. Uh, the attics, uh, uh, and, and get them and bring them back. And I asked you again, and then you crossed your arms and you sat right down. And again, you pointed uh, to, to the other room uh, and the plastic sheeting over the doorway and the little uh, clear circular. It was like uh, I hadn't set any of that up. Uh, and you wanted answers. I couldn't just get, I didn't have any. I knew what I was supposed to do, what I had been told to do. And I knew I couldn't figure quite figure it out. Uh, but you wanted more. And you kept pointing and you kept tapping your feet. And I said, please. And you said, no. And I said, come on. And I started to get ready, and I tried to do the old, well, I'll just try to find it myself. And at first you almost uh, fell for that. Uh, and you started pointing out, uh, you know, the water, the amount of water I would need, and that I would need the screen from the sun. And uh, picking up and saying, no, 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 don't bring that. Bring long sleeves. Uh, what kind of excursion are you going on? And I said, does she go on excursions out beyond the park? Or where did she learn all this? Uh, and then I said, maybe she's going to go with me. And then I got to the door uh, expecting you to follow. And you shook your head and pointed at the night sky and said, no, 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 no. And you made a, a motion with your whole arm like the sunrise. Uh, and I said, oh, okay, wait for the sunrise. Uh, then I pointed you and me, sunrise, uh, go, and uh, you shrugged your shoulders and pointed again. 
where the caretaker was, uh, and you made a talking a quack. I said, is she quacking like Serena the Swan? And I said, no, no, I got to go now. Let's go now. No, to moon, no sunrise. Uh, no, 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 no sunrise. Uh, and then you went and sat over by the rotating window that I used to communicate with the caretaker. Uh, later, I would learn that that was something used at bodegas that uh, they called them stores. Uh, but you saw all the notes uh, I had drawn or I'd practiced and scrolled out uh, uh, pictures or pictograms uh, for the caretaker. Those were my rough drafts saying, okay, uh, I don't get this whole map. I don't know how to read a map. Uh, I don't know. And I didn't at the time. I didn't know how to say that or communicate that. And you were missing, you know, a key piece of information about uh, that I couldn't communicate to you how long I'd been there, what I really knew. And you looked through those and you were a much better drawer than me. You started picking up a piece of scrap paper. And uh, wrote a picture uh, that I took as in there, you know, the, in there, uh, cough, 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 uh, a drawing of a stick, stick figures. Again, is that in within us a stick figure drawing? And I said, yeah, that's, uh, and you drew it as a bigger person. Is this a grown up uh, compared to us? Uh, yes, it is. And the funny thing was I did know some sight words like exit uh, more as a picture. So you you realized just some of that, too. But then you wanted to send notes. And I said, no, 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 we got to go. And I was supposed to keep you out of it because uh, uh, I know no. Anyway, that's one of the first sight words anyone learns. Uh, the letter N and the O is a picture. And stop as well. Eventually, I relented, and you passed. Uh, uh, started passing notes in, and the notes from the caretaker couldn't come back out. Uh, they could only come in, so you would have to lean over and look uh, as uh, they got transferred in. After you turned it, a stick would go through and come out and drag the paper. And a stick would do anyway. It's a complicated system, and I, you know, my memory's not perfect, but I think that's how we did it. Uh, but you started passing notes and words even back and forth, and some of the you know, some of the words uh, weren't really words, uh, so it took a while, and you got a clearer idea of the task, uh, but again. You had that intensity, that, but I don't know if it's bright. Bra- I, I wish I had a way to look at a brashfulness or something where you were insistent on something. And I don't know if the caretaker didn't understand or wouldn't give in. But at one point, you just stood up and walked away. And I looked at the last note you passed, and it was that sight word, no. You had told the caretaker, no. And you started to pack your things up, uh, and then you held in that photo album in your hands. uh, You pulled out a few pictures, and you put them away in your bag, and then you sent the photo album through to the caretaker.
And I didn't see what uh, the caretaker wrote back to you, but it seemed to please you, and that was close to dawn. And so you helped me finish packing up, and we headed off uh, first through the park and then on the roads uh, leading, you know, the, the external uh, the buffer of land around the park owned by the park. And then... Uh, what it, uh, I guess, after the park, uh, uh, the layers uh, that they had added in, uh, where they had dug uh, a large moats and additional fencing and natural brush barriers and berms. And eventually we got to the, the checkpoint. Uh, and there were barracks there on the park side, yeah, but it was all gone. Uh, and it had even weathered uh, quite a bit uh, over time. And there were tents there, and you wanted to check the tents, even though they were blown open for the most part and empty. And everyone was clearly long gone. Uh, but it said, okay. The park was very important at a time, very, very important. And you held the map in your hand, and you sat there, and you just said, we're going to rest here because the barracks, they still had the cots and a few wool blankets. Uh, so we spent the night there, and uh, you gave me... Uh, the pictures to look at, and a picture book, and you had a book you were reading. You even had a candle. And that was my first time sitting there watching someone read like that. Uh, I don't know the way you were fully enthralled uh, with the pages as your eyes moved across them, and the candlelight flickered as I sat there. The image it comforts me still, makes me feel warm, makes me feel like a wool blanket was made from something so soft and the candle was emanating warm, warm heat enough to fill the room and that your comfort was all-encompassing, filling the tent with a sense of security and relaxation and confidence and then the morning came and you had brought a made sure we had water and we had some dried food to eat and you showed me where we were stopping at the uh, uh rug store i don't know rug stores or something they were once called uh armacies uh you pointed the two ones at right at the edge of the property at the park, right outside, the two closest ones. And we went to those, and the first one was almost by itself. There was a place, I guess, where they used uh, petroleum uh, to fill vehicles. And another place for eating, uh, fast, fast eating. At, uh, but we went to the pharmacy. And it was complete, completely and formally emptied of all of the what we were looking for, and of all staples, but not in a messy way. There were still things left on all the shelves. 
But they were just uh, things like trinkets and souvenirs and baubles, uh, things that had no utility or value in this present time. I mean, maybe a few things, uh, if you didn't have your own Serena the Swan or I didn't have Buddy the Bear, uh, but uh, we had our comfort items already. You were very stumped by how formally it was cleared out. And you insisted on checking out the petroleum station and the fast-eating places, uh, which were just as formally emptied. Uh, and then we went to the next closest armacy, which had a few other uh, fast-eating places and shops, but it was still very close to the property. And it was all those places were in the same condition, uh, still pretty well uh, dealing with the, the changing of the time. But on the inside, empty in a way, he said, oh, now I know. Oh, very military. Mary formally, by the book, emptied out. Uh, nothing to scavenge. You would know it on site. you say, oh, there's not even a bother looking. Not even bother looking for anything hidden. Everything is gone in these buildings. Not worth our time. And you sat there and thought... Uh, and we spent the evening again there uh, to make sure. Maybe we waited for night to fall. Moving on foot was slow, and you seemed conservative in all of your movements. Uh, even though I said, well, there doesn't seem to be anything to be concerned about. But even when dawn came, you were looking at the map and uh, shaking your head, and I was... Uh, Without words, asking, what's, where are we going? What's going on? And uh, it was a different look on your face, but I could tell it was a look of, uh, my gut doesn't like this. And it was even marked that the caretaker said, well, try, if the first two don't work, go to this next one. And so we did, uh, but that was in an area that was denser with more shops and lots of parking and hotels, uh, lodging places, uh, and you didn't like it uh, one bit, and things here were more messy. Uh, wind was carrying old paper and plastic. And you were more rushed, and we rushed into the armacy. This one had been cleared out, but not in a formal way. The floor was covered with uh, stuffed animals and books and coffee cups uh, that were cracked. Uh, but there was nothing there we could use, even though it wasn't cleaned out in a clean way. And you walked around and got an idea of, uh, and double-checked to see if there was anything we could use. Uh, I know she picked up a small rectangular yellow object uh, and you put it in your bag. And while you were leaning down to get that, you saw a pile of uh, maps and books and 
I guess what we would call ephemera about the park. Uh, one of the maps was laminated and also showed the outside areas as cartoony. You were looking at your map and you were looking at this map uh, and you were shaking your head. And I, I didn't understand it again. When I looked at the maps, I just found them confusing still at that time. I can remember, even though now I could read one, how it just looked like uh, scribbles. And then you dug through uh, the pile of books on the floor looking for anything, and you picked up a book uh, with a lot of pictures in it, an older black-and-white photography book of the park. Uh, you started just scrolling through it. Uh, you put that in the laminated map in your bag, and you made a let's-go symbol and you seem to have changed your mind about something. And I followed you off, and we quickly returned to the barracks at the edge of the park uh, and stayed there. And then we headed back into the park the next morning. And that's when you took me to the edge of Toy Town, where you had your things stored and the clock tower. And we climbed up there with your bag and the map and the old pictures and you filled your bag with some other maps you had stored at the base of the tower. And you were looking through the old maps and looking through black and white photo books and scanning the park and I didn't understand at first. Uh, but you, then you seemed to want me to understand. You started pointing at different spots. And we weren't too far from... Uh, the carousel either, but, uh, and you were pointing, and I, I guess I didn't know what the uh, underdoors were, uh, that they were an entire lower level of the park underneath the ground, uh, where all the cast members would go from point A to point B without being seen by the guests. Uh, even the pictures, again, like the maps, they said, okay, that's just a dark picture of uh, someone walking in a hallway. It wasn't until later when you showed me, until we went there, that it all clicked together. But something had clicked for you. And you even showed me on the map how they were listed. But then you, and again, this is me with uh, the ability of uh, understanding better. But then you pointed to an old map and you showed how in this real old map there was an extra set of underdoors. And then you showed it to me in the uh, black and white photos. Uh, and you pointed at the photos and you pointed at it. And I still, but it was always a, in black and white photos of an employee clinic. And happy employees there uh, smiling and, and being happy. And then down the hall in another picture, the hub of security. Uh, but then you showed maps moving forward uh, years later that it was no longer listed, the, the clinic or the underdoor or the security hub, which makes sense. You know, they didn't want anyone. I, 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 it kind of makes sense, I guess. Uh, and it was like a forgotten underdoor, an unlisted underdoor. And you pointed at it, and then you pointed uh, just to, to the right uh, of the sinkhole.
and that that's where we were going to go. And of course, I had been, I guess, I had been so interested in you and how you interacted and had to focus on communicating that it was just a low level of uh, concern of like, well, we failed our mission going out there. What are we going to do now? Or maybe it was that your confidence and your security and your self, uh, I don't know if that is what they said of self-esteem, the way you held yourself, uh, erased most of the doubt uh, from my mind, even though the future was uncertain. And I followed you, and we worked our way towards the, the big street of America. And you started popping, uh, or trying to pop the uh, the hole covers, but they had all been fused down. And you sighed, and you frowned, and then we went back to your things and got a long length of rope. Uh, and you tied it off, and I, I was like, "What is she, what is she up to?" And then you climbed over, and and you started to look uh, over the side. I said, "Oh, the sink." Uh, and uh, you pointed that the, there was the underdoor. It just took a little digging, uh, fully intact, uh, very well made, uh, you know, except for the sinking part. Uh, that it had just clearly sheared away. And so we climbed in there very easily. Your adeptness and your strength uh, and your ability to explain things with motions made it much easier for me. And then you had your lights, uh, so we got in that underdoor. And just after a few feet in, I guess uh, it had kept everything out. It was uh, it was dark and it was dusty, but it was clear that this wasn't forgotten by the staff that worked there, uh, for it was pretty pristine. And we passed the security hub, which was now the security of the security hub. Uh, you had to explain to me you much later. In a laughter, uh, that's where they monitored the staff that monitors the staff or something. Uh, but then you went down to the, the, the clinic was still there as well. And not only that, because uh, there was so much extra space in there, that that's where all of the things that had been, uh, that the barracks had taken from the, off-site locations, all of the non-perishables and the scriptions and the uh, cyclins uh, were there. And yeah, it took a lot of work to get in there. Uh, but you were determined no door, no lock uh, was going to stop you. Uh, and actually, it didn't even take you that long. You knew levers and uh, motions and how to get it done. And you even had found keys, uh, which you tried, and they even worked in two of the four doors. And soon we were in, and you were looking at the list of things we needed and going back and forth and uh, then making sure the door closed and relocking the doors that you had keys to. 
and making a whisper sound on your lips. Uh, and uh, basically that this was our secret. I knew exactly what that meant. Uh, and then slowly climbing back out and co- even covering our tracks. They uh, said, do you not even want the caretaker to see? I didn't understand. I guess part of me still doesn't quite understand it, but uh, who am I to question your wisdom at all? And we returned, and and you had brought uh, some food and even some fresh water, and O-Raid, which was a drink, a sugary drink. Uh, mostly that was for the caretaker. And uh, you started making soups as uh, the days went by in the kitchen, the working kitchen. And we began to use the two place settings and the two reading seats and the listening to the records, uh, sitting in the easy chairs, and eventually laughing and and waiting uh, till the caretaker was cared for. And then the time came. You and the caretaker had been mostly exchanging messages as you kind of taught me more and more words and letters. Uh, just a few weeks went by, and uh, then you were confident, uh, and you went outside, and uh, there was a bunch of, I said, well, the caretaker's not going to come back through that way. Uh, but I didn't, I, I didn't quite, you know, I don't under, understand what you're up to. And then you came back in and then a few more days went by, I guess, for the caretaker to go into another, I guess you didn't trust the caretaker to be, you know, hundred percent. Uh, and then there was a knock, uh, at the sliding entry door, uh, that had been disengaged so we could just roll it back and forth. And uh, you opened the door, and there she was, our caretaker. And uh, it was just a strange experience. Again, another one I'll always have with me, that it was all three of us uh, basking at one another, us looking at her and looking at one another and her looking at us, and we were all just smiling and laughing and disbelief, uh, and understanding, I mean, I was the one that had spent the least amount of time at the park, uh, but without the caretaker and without you, I wouldn't have had what I needed. You knew, uh, at this time it wasn't complicated. Why was the caretaker providing for you or for us? Uh, who was here before me? And all those things, it didn't even matter. Uh, it was just like, uh, Meeting old friends you never met, uh, or meeting a family felt so good. We just kept laughing and laughing and smiling and then sitting and drinking and eating soup and drinking O-Raid. And then you pulled out of your bag that orange rectangle or a yellow rectangle and a plastic wrap and you ripped it open and the caretaker laughed, and you nodded. And I didn't understand at all what it was or what it meant. Uh, 
And I guess anything the caretaker had, you wouldn't allow in, but you pulled out the three pictures you had kept in your bag that you had kept with you of this other woman who had once worked at the park. And then you took us both by the hand, and I remember it was late uh, in the day, almost dusk, uh, at that moment when the sun warms everything with its lights, and we set it off across the park. And it was a camera, and you arranged uh, photos uh, that you wanted the three of us to take. Or sometimes, I said, first it took a lot of work for you to figure out the timer and how to position the camera and all that. Uh, but we went to the fairy tale boats uh, and took our picture there, the three of us uh, with the little leaf boats. Uh, and then to the dark side of the moon, in front of a crater, and in front of the gum wall, uh, smiling and beaming and just feeling good. I knew I was a part of something that had meaning to you. Now I look at it in this way. You were doing something that had meaning to you that you didn't even understand why it had meaning to you. And then we went to Curly Sue, uh, the Curly Sue, my, I, for, I don't know what the real name of that contraction was, but uh, Ride the Rush. And uh, you had rearranged that ride quite a bit, so we took uh, the townspeople uh, uh, that had been soaked uh, by your moving them to hide in the town. And in one of the caves with the waterfall, uh, and then us uh, sitting in a chair on the glide and ride. And even I pretending uh, that my seatbelt was stuck and laughing. And then us with some of the farm fish at the seas. And then the strange escapes of uh, the unrepaired uh, seas ride. And trying to get in and out of the aquavator laughing. It was like a... I have a place to always go, these memories uh, from you. And then this is spending the night in the conservatory uh, in your reading areas. Uh, I think I'll always treasure the tent and the barracks a little bit more. Uh, but you showed me how I could use that attraction to learn to read even more, but I had no interest. I only wanted to learn from you. And then we went back to Toy Town, and you showed the uh, caretaker through Toy Town, and we took our pictures there. We took our picture up at the top of the clock tower, and we took one of you climbing the clock tower. And then different uh, pictures in the candy-based ride that you had painted, and uh, seeing your work, and in front of the different... uh, a beautiful work you had done uh, makes me feel so good thinking about it. So rested and comfortable in the panda ride. We rode bikes. We, we, we took a while. This was again over a few days. It started, I get, the memory becomes one memory for me, one late afternoon, but I know it was a few days because I know we had to fix those bikes up to ride them through that ride. Uh, 
And then, you know, going and make it, we, and we had to go and get all the food from the, uh, uh, the river cruise and, uh, the trails there. And we all got in the hammocks, uh, we took our pictures in the hammocks and you showed us how to swing in a hammock. That was so much fun. And then back at the carousel. And I don't always remember everything perfectly, but I treasure the memories I had that I have, the moments I spent with you, uh, the moments at dusk and the moments at dawn, particularly. I treasure so. And then also the idea that you couldn't just take the pictures out of the camera, that, uh, that you had to be developed. I mean, you've always read those instructions while you didn't always understand them. And the fact that we had to retake most of the pictures again, and we laughed about that too. And then you went through and learned to develop them. But that was so much later, much, much later, your impatience, uh, combined with your stubborn patience, uh, it's another thing I'll never forget, but your love of reading and communicating and of treasuring and of moments, uh, of seizing those moments are the things that'll be with me the longest. Uh, the comforting uh, flickering of candlelight and the look on your face, uh, the soft, faraway look as you read. Uh, I'll never forget that. Uh, so thank you so much. Here, I want to say thanks and good night to Maggie, Stacy, and Kim for supporting the show on Patreon. Thanks, thanks, and good night. Uh, thanks and good night to Keith, the moderator, Ashley, and Micah. Thanks, thanks, and good night. Uh, Mika, uh, Molly, and Catherine. Thank you, thanks, and good night. Uh, Annie. Our friend uh, Sparkspan and Kelly, thank you, thanks, and good night. Uh, Lindsay, uh, Jasmine, and Michelle, thank you, thanks, and good night. Azuzi, uh, Patrick, and Kathleen, thank you, thanks, thanks, and good night. Tom, Larry, and Morgan, thank you, thanks, and good night. Kate, Marianne, and Anne, thank you, thanks, and good night. Uh, Paul, John, and June, thank you, thanks, and good night. Sue, Molly, and Brady, thank you, thanks, and good night. Uh, Anna, Megan, uh, Ninke, Johan, and Aaron, thank you, thanks, and good night. Melissa, uh, Kirsten, and Samantha, thank you, thanks, and good night. Sam, Alicia, and Patricia, thanks, thanks, and good night. Uh, Eliana, Brana, and Lucy, thank you, thanks, and good night. Uh, Terry, Lisa, and Megan, thank you, thanks, and good night. Russ, uh, Hal, and Erica, thank you, thanks, and good night. Danny, James, and uh, Erica with a C, thank you, thanks, and good night. Uh, Latif, Rick, and Robert, thanks, and good night. Uh, Christine, Janice, and Kelly, thank you, thanks, and good night. Eliza, Kate, and Laura, thank you, thanks, and good night. Andrea, Michael, and Christine, thank you, thanks, and good night. Uh, Brandon, Megan, and Eden, thank you, thanks, and good night. Kate, Ann, and Valerie, thank you, thanks, and good night. Joe, Beth, and Dina, thank you, thanks, and good night. 
Madison, Stephen, and Jennifer, thank you, thanks, and good night. Uh, Holly, Lily, and Lauren, thank you, thanks, and good night. Amy, Sam, and Sonia, thank you, thanks, and good night. Uh, Tanya, uh, Nancy, and Stephanie, thank you, thanks, and good night. Miriam, Terry, and Michael, thank you, thanks, and good night. Ed, Jennifer, and Corbin, thank you, thanks, and good night. Uh, Jonathan, Lindsay, and Stacy, thank you, thanks, and good night. Alec, Aiden, and Melissa, thank you, thanks, and good night. Ted, Christopher, and Marlo, thank you, thanks, and good night. Suzette, Gabe, and Michael, thank you, thanks, and good night. And Amy, Jean, and Kate, thank you. Thanks, everybody, for supporting the show on Patreon. Thanks, thanks, and good night. And don't forget to check out the other shows here on Night Vale Presents. And uh, Sleep With Me is also made possible by PRX.